Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Hope you had a great Easter. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to see the celebration on Google yesterday. <laughs> wow, they really went all out. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's today for Earth Day. There you go. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> They've got a great display for Earth Day. Oh my gosh, it's uh, interactive. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, yesterday, yeah, it said Google. <laughs> the end. Well, what was yesterday? It was a Sunday. You're right. It was just they don't a, do anything special on Sundays. Sunday. The, you know, celebrating the most important day in the history of the planet, or any planet. The most important day in the history of the universe. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. No, don't worry about it. But there's but, only a couple people that buy into that anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. You don't want to go out of your way. Like, whereas it's something like, uh, you know, this uh, unknown scientist from the 1800s. Everybody cares about that. Right. Uh, yes. So we got to celebrate the. Oh, and you got to celebrate all the animals on the planet. And they mm-hmm. do today yep. for Earth Day. So happy Earth Day, everybody. It's Yay. Great. Google really. Google took notice of Earth Day. I'm really happy to see that. <laughs> Uh, worship the creation, not the creator. That's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Much more to get into. Uh, first, let me just take sixty seconds to tell you about Wax RX. If you haven't had your ears professionally cleaned, um, might be you might be surprised how much better your ears will feel once you do that. But you don't have to go to a doctor to do this anymore. Physician developed Wax RX is a, is a, it's great technology that safely and effectively removes the buildup that ensues your ears with a pH conditioned formula. And now you can use Wax RX without a prescription. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to pay all that money. You don't have to waste time using cotton swabs that could actually damage your eardrums. You know, or other trying other things that just frankly don't work. Try the Wax RX system risk free today just go to usewaxrx.com use the offer code radio at checkout and you'll get free shipping on it finally it's a real solution for the stubborn buildup that you haven't been able to get rid of it's usewaxrx.com offer code radio usewaxrx.com pat gray unleashed a horrible tragedy yesterday in Sri Lanka. Uh, people just going out to worship on Easter. And then all these explosions, these pipe bombs and suicide bombers uh, start happening. Horrific. 290 now, they're saying. 290 dead, 500 or so injured. Uh, just... Apparently, we're finding out now that the government found out about this. They were tipped off back on April 4th that something was going to happen to prepare churches or don't go to church on on Easter Sunday, and they didn't do anything about it. I don't know if they didn't take it seriously. The country's health minister said the attacks, which killed at least 290, were carried out by seven suicide bombers from a local militant group, an Islamist group. Experts cited by the New York Times said the group promotes an Islamic terrorist ideology. Thirteen suspects have been arrested so far. 
all of the bombers were Sri Lankan citizens. Uh, but authorities suspect some foreign links, though we don't know exactly who they're tied to yet. Six almost simultaneous blasts took place uh, yesterday morning at the shrine and the Cinnamon Grand Shangri-La and Kingsbury Hotels in Colombo, Sri Lanka, as well as two churches outside Colombo. Then there were two more blasts a few hours later. One at a guest house and the other near an overpass. Apparently, um, they analyzed the attacker's body parts and found they were suicide bombers. And a single bomber carried out most of the attacks. Jeez. I just, I don't even, I don't, it's incomprehensible why you would do this. What, 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 how does this, what kind of statement does that make? What, how have you helped anything? It's very difficult. Unbelievable. Very difficult to get into that mindset. Uh, Mm. Western culture, we just don't, um, can't relate to it. We don't think like that. Right. And it's, it's madness and it serves no purpose other than death and destruction. Uh, 7% of Sri Lankans mm. are Christian. So they are a minority, Big time minority. population in that country. Yeah. In it's, fact, it's vastly uh, Muslim I don't, I don't population. Know. Is it? Um, I think so. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought Islam was pretty low down there as well. Uh, I think it's primarily Maybe I'm Hindu. thinking of Indonesia. Yeah. I think, I think it's about 70% Hindu. I remember reading something over the weekend. I think it was about 10% Muslim, 7% Christian. But uh, there's no place it's safe. Um, you got to be vigilant. Um, this is terrible. Uh, uh, they're Buddhists. 70% Buddhist. are Buddhists. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. 12.6% Hindu. There it is. Uh, and nine point se- just 97 are Muslim. 7.4% Christians. Yeah, and the vast majority of Christians in that country are Catholic. Isn't that where they do the... Is that where they do the crucifixion that's, thing? That's the Philippines. That's the Philippines. That's, okay. that's nuts. I don't get that, that either. I don't get that either. <laughs> yeah, he did that so we don't have to. <laughs> and every uh, year I, you I, do it. What is and the every thing, year, man? Yeah, it's uh, almost to me. I, it's like you're denying he already did it for you. Hmm. Why are you doing? Why are you doing this? You think he likes that you're ha- being nailed to a cross? I don't, I don't think so. And that's another thing that's hard to understand. But uh, what a tragedy yesterday! Just so awful. And and I I don't want to sound political here, but I will be interested to see. How the press plays this, um, because in New Zealand, you had one guy mm-hmm. go to two mosques, kill 50 people, and it changed everything. Right. We have six right. times as many victims in this case um, over multiple locations. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the, the fallout from this, but one of the things over the weekend that, that was really um, trending were folks like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton referring to the um, those that were massacred, not as Christians, but as Easter worshipers. That's apparently what they are now. Um, oh, jeez. No, these these were Islamic militants that sought to kill... Christians. Christians. Stop playing right. word games. It's so frustrating. I mean, that's... And, and the press is... These word games, I mean, they're talking about the, you know, the, the kid uh, in, in Minneapolis. You know, he fell. He plunged. No, he was thrown off. Why are we playing these word games that are so obvious with the press? It's so frustrating. It's maddening, man. But uh, Easter worshippers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Easter worshippers. Yep. Yeah. Like, I okay. guess they, um, 
Uh, I don't know. I, there's a tweet I think Nicole Muffersquish sent out. It's like something like, what, do, we, do we worship Easter eggs uh, <laughs> or something? I forgot exactly what the tweet was, but it was... It was fun, um, but yeah, just a terrible tragedy, and and it's so unnecessary, and it serves no purpose. There's nobody, there's nobody in Sri Lanka that went to church or is a Christian today that woke up and said, "Wow, I'm going to stop being a Christian because uh, these uh, Islamic militants attack churches." Right. That's stop. That's why I just I can't understand it. It's just incomprehensible. Uh, I also like what uh, Muffer Squish said. <laughs> Will oh, yeah. they start calling Jews? Passover enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yep. Easter worshipers and Passover enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mosque goers, not Muslims. Mosque goers. Mosque goers. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you never hear that. Uh, it, I mean, they didn't make any bones about the fact, and they shouldn't, that, that those who were killed in New Zealand were Muslim. But yes, they do want to couch it when it comes to Christianity. I don't know. It's, I guess it's just a fact of life that we have to deal with now. Strange. Uh, but really, really sad. Thoughts and prayers are uh, with all those families and uh, hope, hopeful that the injured will fully recover. I mean, uh, and hopefully be able to bring to justice all the people responsible for this. Yeah, it's encouraging they have so many people in, in custody, custody already. already. Yeah. Yeah. Which almost never happens. Mm-hmm. These things happen and then you you hear they will be brought to justice, they will be held responsible and then that's the end of it. You never hear anything. They've already arrested 13 people. It's amazing. So uh uh just another another tough day. It does it doesn't make any sense. 888900 3393 uh, and it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also, the uh, situation at the border. It's good to know that's not that's not a problem. <laughs> you know, we've got no crisis at the border. Uh-huh. Um, we got several stories about how there is no crisis at the border. And I, I just want you to know that you don't need to worry about it. That's, that's positive. Yeah. That's a good development that yeah. I didn't see coming. Now, a lot of people think, well, yeah, I do have to worry about it because it's kind of out of control. No. Huh. No. There was a Sudanese uh, refugee criminal gang that was busted at the border, but there's no problem at the border. Oh, at the there's border? There's just a few friendly guys oh. from the Sudan. Oh, no. that, that uh, With criminal records. Oh, no. That's Omaha. That, that was the, oh, that's the, the, clear the, the Sudanese Omaha. guys? Yeah, you know, the, the well, border Well, the border, state, border right there at Omaha. <laughs> What's that, just 800 miles from the border? It's really sure. close. 1,000 miles from the border? <laughs> Very dangerously close. Uh, it's then there were hop, skip, and a jump, man. Two MS-13 gang members previously deported, rearrested, trying to enter the U- U.S. again. Um, They were... They were fortunately caught by uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection patrolling a remote canyon area west of Nogales, and they encountered 30-year-old Joel, Joel Santos Fuenes and uh, one of his friends. They discovered that he, uh, Santos Fuenes, who's a Honduran national, was a member of MS-13, mm-hmm. previously deported after taking his fingerprints. You just wonder, okay, what would have happened had they not caught this guy? What kind of 
What kind of activity would he have conducted here in the U.S.? So we caught him, we kicked him out, they came back through. Mm-hmm. And we no caught need, him again. No need for a, a wall or no, no, any no. kind of uh, reinforcements there. Or... No. What, do you want to be immoral? You want to put up a, an immoral wall? <laughs> His friend uh, <sighs> in the MS-13 gang is also uh, from Honduras, and he's 39 years old. Uh, don't you grow out of that ever? Don't you? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's so like you're 40. You're like in a midlife thing, and that's true. you're in an MS-13 gang member? Yeah, if you're not in the mob. Get a life, Don't you man. time out at some point? <laughs> <laughs> you graduate? At some point, you got to say, okay, I'm a man now. I need to move on. That's a great point. Jeez, uh, 39 up, years old. Stop raping and murdering people yeah. at some point. Uh-huh. <sighs> But no crisis. But no crisis at the border. Hmm. Uh, apparently, some of these uh, caravan migrants are wearing out their welcome in this um, Mexican town where they pass through every single time. Mapastatec? Um, Mapastapec? Hmm. And they were very, very sympathetic in the beginning to, to all of the uh, people in the caravan, offered them food and shelter and all kinds of things. But now they're starting to say... Okay, <laughs> enough. Okay, we've had enough. Um, hundreds of them, thousands of them are pouring through this town. And, you know, they're saying it's really bad, as this uh, is a quote from Anna Galvin, a resident of the, of the town. It's really bad because they're pouring onto our land. They ask for money. And if you offer food, they don't want it. They want money, and sometimes you don't have any. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Humanitarian visas uh, allow the migrants to stay temporarily and get jobs. And they've been offered that from uh, Mexican President Obrador. The documents also make it easier for them to travel through the com- country and uh, get to the border. According to government social development agency, Conavel, uh, they had the highest rate in this Mexican province of poverty of Mexico's 32 regions at 72.5%. So, I mean, these aren't people who have a lot of means. They're having a really hard time, and then they're being inundated with people who are even poorer than they are. So now, uh, they're just telling them, look, we want you to leave. (laughs) We don't want you to stay here because we just can't keep doing it. Hello? That sounds familiar. Yeah, sure does. Sounds familiar. Uh, it's uh, it's impossible to, to handle this deluge, this uh, unbelievable mass of humanity that continues to pour across the border. 888 uh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, coming up in a second, we have uh, Billy Hallowell. It is over the weekend. It was the, uh, if you can believe it, the 20th anniversary of Columbine, and um, they've produced uh, a new a new movie on that, and we're going to talk to him about that in just a second. First, let me tell you about Riduzone, uh, which is a product, as we've mentioned before, that just about everybody in this building either uses right now or has used in the past or is about to use again. Um, it was launched by a local company that produced a metabolite of olive oil. It's the OEA molecule. They took that out of it because that has been shown to boost your metabolism and help control your appetite. 
<clears throat> between those two things, eating less and your metabolism speeding up, you're going to burn fat and you're going to lose weight. It's just that simple. So now, you know, Sarah, if you've seen Sarah Gonzalez on the news and why it matters, you know how she looks. She looks great. And she, what was it, 12 or <clears throat> 14 years ago, she lost 100 pounds. She's been able to keep that off um, because of Riduzone. She takes it every day and it helps her keep her mind off of food, which is really helpful when you're trying to lose weight and keep it off. And we still have the 30% off special for you. 30% off a three-month supply when you go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT. Okay, so the uh, after Columbine show, it's a it's it's a three episode show, not not a movie. Um, and as I mentioned over the weekend, it was the twentieth anniversary of that horrible tragedy. Twelve students and a teacher died that day in Littleton, Colorado, uh, before the two killers turned their gun their guns on themselves. In fact, um, let's just show you a, a a clip from the show featuring Columbine survivor Evan Todd. Uh, and then we're going to talk to Billy Hallowell about this. They had fired a, a bunch of shots, and a couple students were obviously wounded. And one was crying out, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, help me, God, help me. And he, one of them walked up to her and said, why do you believe in God? And she kept saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, help me, God. And he replied, I am God. And he fired more shots. And then later on, there were more um, questions of, do you believe in God? And I clearly heard someone say yes, and more shots, you know, and, and, and these were all from, you could tell from different parts of the library at different moments as they moved around. Um, there was a lot of talk, and so I felt really helpless to even try and do anything. And, and I was praying. I was praying to God to let me live, to, to end this, you know, what was happening. Um, and I pulled my knees up to my chest, um, consciously thinking, well, if they shoot me, maybe it'll go through my legs first and slow it down and I'll live. But I was hiding in uh, the foothole of the librarian's desk and I'd pull the chair up to try and, you know, conceal myself a little more and, and uh, all of a sudden, I see a pair of boots coming around the corner, and I'm just trying to be quiet and hope that they don't notice me. And then I see another pair of boots come from the opposite direction. And all of a sudden, the chair that I had pulled in gets ripped out and slammed against the, the wall behind me or behind them. And one of them kneels down and puts a gun to my head, and he asks, why shouldn't we kill you? And immediately I said, I don't want any trouble. And he got closer and said, trouble. You don't know what trouble is. Wow. Uh, really tough subject matter. And hard to believe it's it's been 20 years uh, since this horrific event. But um, Billy Hallowell, formerly of The Blaze, now with Pure Flix, uh, is here to talk about this new show that they've put together at Pure Flix 
and it's called After Columbine. Billy, welcome uh, to the Blaze. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. So, um, t- uh, tell us how'd you go about uh, creating this show? What was the what was the inspiration behind it? You know, this is a this is a story that that I've known well for a long time. I've worked with Evan Todd since we were teenagers for years. I've known them for twenty years, and I've. I have always been blown away with how these people went through this most horrific event that you can imagine, and they came out with faith and with hope and with forgiveness and, and all of these things that, you know, to me, it's like, how do, how do you move from point A to point Z? How do you get past it? And so, you know, I went to Pureflix and I said, I think we should go and tell this story. It's been 20 years. Let's tell people what happens to someone's life when they go through something like this. And so we had a chance to go out to Littleton. We went out to Colorado last year, and we sat down with a number of survivors and, and also victims, you know, family members of survivors, teacher Dave Sanders, his daughter Connie. And, you know, we just sat down, we talked to them, and it's hard. It's hard to watch at moments, but the crazy thing is as you get through that series, you start to see hope, which is it's something you don't think you're going to see, you know, in a story like this. And so just an incredible experience. And I'm my guess is I, I haven't seen it yet, but I, my guess is you've t- told this more from a from a faith standpoint than a political standpoint. For instance, like are the, the it's not about people trying to bring about gun control or not bringing about gun control. Is it is it more from the faith standpoint? Exactly. Yeah. You know, we went into this saying we we spend a lot of time talking about and fighting about issues, which is mm-hmm. very important. It's important to talk about guns and to talk about the Second Amendment and the importance of that. In fact, Evan is a big Second Amendment guy. Um, but we felt like let's go into this and force people to actually think about the human effect of this. So episode one is about what happened to them. So what you just heard from Evan, that was the beginning of sort of his story that day. And then and then we move into forgiveness and hope. And the forgiveness episode, which is the middle one, it is, it's the craziest episode because there are just some things that I know people hold on to. They can't get past. And this is one of those things you would imagine going through it, thinking, how am I ever going to forgive two shooters who are dead, who did such horrific things, and yet these people, and not everybody, and this is the interesting thing, not everybody through through God's help was able to do it, because some of these people, a couple of the survivors we talked to are not Christians. So that was kind of interesting, too, hearing their perspective of how they forgave. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's just, it really shows you the power, I think, of the human spirit, but the power through God that people have to be able to just pick up those pieces. You know, we spend a lot of time in this country a shooting happens, everybody fights immediately about what caused it, <clears throat> and then that story goes away. And so to be able to see the tapestry of somebody's life over 20 years and what it takes to get past that, we don't spend a lot of time doing that, and this series gives you a chance to see that. Now, Evan Todd, he's the one we just we just saw in the preview, right? Yes. Yep. Um, they actually put the gun right to his head, and... And as he mentioned, they asked him why they shouldn't kill him. And he eventually said, look, I've, I've been good to you. I've, I've been good to everybody in this school. And it seemed like that kind of influenced uh, his decision. I, I guess it was either Klebold or the other one. Harrison Klebold, is that who it was, uh, if I remember correctly? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to not shoot him. And he said, he said to the other guy, if you want to kill him, go ahead. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting. That's part of a broader story. There are a couple of these weird God moments. Um, in fact, another survivor talks about hearing an actual voice that told him to get up and get out. 
and uh, that was Craig mm. Scott. And and literally, he gets up, he tells everybody, "Get out! We need to get out of here right now because there's sort of a gap in time when the shooters leave the library." Right after that moment, Evan just described, he hears this voice, and they all leave. And thank God they did because they came right back into the library after that. And so you you wow. hear some of these other stories, um, including what Evan's talking about there. And there's more to that story. So. You get a chance to hear that, but but yeah, there was something about that moment. And by the way, Evan was shot, so they had already shot him, um, and so he was oh, already he was. injured. He was shot, yeah. So he's already wow. injured at that point. They had every reason to end his life, and they didn't. And the crazy thing is, both Evan and Craig have spent the last twenty years talking at schools around the country, you know, dealing with these issues, not talking about gun control or anything like that, but really talking about people control and fixing culture. And so they talk a little bit about that, you know, that piece of the puzzle, you know, what was the cause of this and how do we fix that? And I think that's something a lot of us, you know, have spent time um, Mm -hmm. discussing. But the other thing, you know, is just that hope, that word hope, you know, for me, and I knew this story well, sitting there and hearing them go through those details, it just, it just blows me away. It still does. And so I had a chance to direct this and produce it and, and do the writing for it. And it was, it was a life-changing experience. Uh, give me an idea of wh- what, what do they think caused this? What, what contributed uh, to these two guys uh, doing something this horrific? You know, one of the big things they talk about is what is what these guys were consuming, what they were watching, what they were. You know, they had this obsession with media, and they don't blame it all on that. But they had they watched a, this one particular movie over a hundred times, and it was a film that they, you know, allegedly modeled some of the shooting after. And so mm. it was it was basically being overtaken by hate and allowing themselves mm-hmm. to be there. One of the things you'll hear them talk briefly about is the media and the narrative that this was a bullying situation. And almost everybody, and this is kind of strange because we we spoke with all of the survivors separately. They weren't together. They all brought up a frustration with the media and how the media has represented that event, especially in the aftermath. And so yeah, they really get into to this notion of, you know, you talk about faith and what you put into your mind and your heart. You know, Craig, Craig Scott's sister, Rachel, Rachel Joy Scott, there's been movies made about her in books. I mean, she was the polar opposite of these shooters. She was a, a Christian. She was consumed with love. And you know, so they get, it, they get into a lot of that. And I, I do think it, it causes us to think, you know, especially as parents, like what what are we letting our kids do and watch, and how do you mm-hmm. how do you not know this kind of thing is is going on too? So we deal with some of those questions of the parents of the shooters, and there's some a really crazy forgiveness story there too. Right, and you you got to believe there's some there is some sort of um, influence from the things that these guys were consuming, and it's interesting to note. That Hollywood never accepts any responsibility for any of that. It's it's it never has anything to do with the slop they're pouring into the uh, society. Well, and, and that's what always it always becomes sort of strange, right? Because they they're the first people to come out and talk about guns and yep. all these other things, but yet they're the yep. first people to include the most egregious, horrific violence in everything that's made. And so. At some point, I mean, there's been a million studies on video games. That doesn't mean because you play a violent video game you're going to be violent, but we have a lot of research that shows that if that's all you're consuming, I mean, yeah. how does that not affect you at some point? Was there an, anti, mean, was there an anti-Christian uh, aspect to this shooting? Because they, it's seemingly they kept asking people if they believed in God. Yeah, you'll get a chance to hear him go into that a little more. There was a big debate, you know, over who said yes, but 
it's kind of a crazy story, the backstory there, but there did seem to be this notion, and you heard Evan say that, they said, I am God, you know, I am mm-hmm. God, and, mm-hmm. they would, and then they would kill more, that they believed, they almost believed, it sounds like, that they were in this video game, right, that they were, that it wasn't real, that they were their own gods, they could go in and kill everyone. There's one point where Evan says, you know, they wanted to kill the jocks, they wanted to kill this peop- these other people, basically... They wanted to kill everybody that wasn't them. <laughs> you know, that was the, mm. that was, so yeah, I think, um, you know, there, there were a number of moments where they clearly, and look, you talk about spiritual matters and, and what's controlling people. It's just flat out evil what went on that day and what we've seen happen with so many other people um, since. Mm. And, and by the way, I would know anybody can watch the series. Pure Flix decided to make this something you can watch in front of the paywall so you don't have to be a subscriber and you can just go to okay. aftercolumbine.tv. Aftercolumbine.tv to see it. Three episodes and we have what, a month to do that? To watch these three? Uh, yep, yep. You can okay. watch them. You can watch them whenever. I mean, I, oh. I would tell, yeah, you can watch okay. them whenever we have. And by the way, there's an after show, which I think is important. So you, you watch the show and then we've got a pastor come in or, you know, somebody in the in sort of the Christian world who explains the theme of that show and goes deeper into faith or hope or forgiveness. All right. Uh, Billy Hallowell from pureflix.com. Uh, uh, the movie, the show, the three-episode show, After Columbine, and you can see it at aftercolumbine.tv. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. Gray Unleashed. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Uh, let me just take a few seconds here to tell you about uh, Relief Factor. If you live in pain, oh, it's so miserable. I can absolutely relate. 50 million people miss work due to pain. Wow. Spend over $2,000 a year trying to fight that pain, and about 66% just kind of give up and expect to live with it the rest of their lives. Nah, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. Really bad. So don't do it. Uh, relief factor. Yes. There's so many relief factor clients here at the blaze and they, they come down and they film commercials and they, they've, you know, it's changed their lives. Uh, we hear from literally tens of thousands of people in this audience who tell us relief factor has in fact changed their lives by helping them get out of pain. It's a hundred percent drug free. It was created by doctors. There's a three week Quick start. That's only nineteen ninety five. Try it for three weeks. Just give it a shot, and hopefully, you know most pain is 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 based in inflammation, and it relieves that inflammation, and it's an anti inflammatory. And then, if you're out of pain, or if if it helps, then order it again. Seventy percent of the people who get the three week quick start do go on to order more. If it didn't work, then just don't order more. Join me. Join Keith. Yes. Get your life back. Love it. He's got phantom pain. He doesn't even know where it comes from. Every morning I take the relief factor and I promise you it works for me. Otherwise his legs hurt and we don't want his leggies to hurt. Really? That's what we're going to do? Are you going to minimize this? Yeah. No, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So try the three-week quick start. It's only $19.95. If you're in pain, what do you have to lose? If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, 
clerical gal tweets, uh, got my Pat Gray bingo prize on Saturday. Thanks so much. Oh, good. Yeah. So we are getting those things out. Yeah. To people. Good. Look at that. Look, I got the, you got the small, making small talk t-shirt. Oh. It's a good choice. You really concerned or are you just making small talk? <laughs> I love that. I didn't even know we had that until recently. Either. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of overall tweets, good morning, Pat Heads. I hope everybody had an amazing day yesterday worshiping Easter. Uh, also from Puppy <laughs> Monkey Baby. <laughs> worshiping Easter. We should worship. worship. Uh, man. Uh. Uh, puppy monkey baby tweets. Uh, in some countries, they bulldoze the families' homes of suicide bombers. They lose everything as a deterrent. Hmm. It's not that bad an idea. <laughs> in some countries, they give you $25,000, too, if you're the family of a suicide bomber. Remember uh, Saddam Hussein used to do that for Palestinians. Palestinians. Yep. <clears throat> Kim Lewandowski tweets, Hi, all. I'm back from my abstinence from politics. Gave up politics for Lent. So now I'm catching up on it. Oh, you oh, picked a perfect good time. Day. Perfect yeah. day for that. <laughs> Welcome back Hope to the fun. all had a great Easter. Yeah, there's only been... Uh, so if you took off for Lent uh, politics, um, mm-hmm. there's probably about, what, 4,000, 5,000 Democrat hopefuls that have uh, signed up uh, in the last 40 days? Yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Got another one we can talk about later. <laughs> also, we've got uh, a new bingo card, obviously, that debuted today. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts in the upper left-hand corner yep, yep. with Ignoramus. Go to Twitter, at Pat Unleashed, print up your copy and follow along. Play along. Got heartbreak of psoriasis. <laughs> Oh, no. Keith crumpling paper into a microphone. Mm, Jeffy saying, stop it. (laughs) Buffoon. Uh Keith reporting a new injury. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Happened to your nose, by the way. Now, talk about that later, and maybe we can get a bingo square covered out of it. Uh, Pat grunts over the post-commercial music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A liberal says something that makes sense. That might happen today. Yeah, yeah. That might happen today. Just a little teaser for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sweet pea. (laughs) Pat's German accent. Haven't done that for a while. That's true. You have to mix it in. A Pat poll, which I think we have one, right? We got to get to the results <clears throat> of that. Yes, we do. Jeffy, look. <laughs> and it's my theory that every time you start a sentence with look, uh, you're about to lie. <laughs> that's true. The middle square. Uh, that's almost a free square at this point. Somebody did something. <clears throat> oh, from uh, what's her face on nine eleven. That's that was her explanation of nine eleven, where some people did some th- something. Mm-hmm. Keith, it's twenty nineteen. <clears throat> Another free square. Yep. Jeffy, you haven't watched. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Keith, my bad. Yet another free square. Uh huh. Pretentious chortle. It seems subjective. Uh, I think when we mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like we laugh mockingly at something in the news when yeah, it's yeah not okay. necessary. All right, I don't know. you want people to die? Mm-hmm. Uh, explain something to Judy. Mm-hmm. Pat talks sports. I'm a gadfly. Oh, that's true. You are. yeah, I I really am. Should have seen me out this weekend. Just uh, gadflying, gadflying all over the neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. On Easter weekend, were you yeah. Like, oh yeah bothering? Well, your I'm spreading neighbors? the good news. Yeah, you know, but your neighbors are word. trying to enjoy their time with family and stuff, and you're like, hey, uh, it's your local gadfly I'm, here to hang out. I just knew they'd want to hear from me. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's how, uh, it's just how gadflyish I am. You know, I just can't stop myself. I'm Gad just flyish. That. Huh. <laughs> I am just that, you know, extroverted, and I have to go out and <laughs> talk to people. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Jeffy's heart event being mentioned. <laughs> Keith Bush's an animal video. Ah, another, took another them all out. Nope, took every animal video out of the stack over there. Animal free. And good. Mm-hmm. And finally, noodle it out. So there you mm-hmm. go. That's the 
That's the week's. That's your copy. Bingo. Mm. Extravaganza. Can't wait. Okay. We have some more winners. Up to three winners a week. Also, uh, but it doesn't have to be three. It just can be. Yeah, but up to three. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the Pat poll, mm. Mm. Uh, more tolerable. The drag queen reading to kids. Remember the one with the horns on his head or her head, whatever. No, you had it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Reading to kids or AOC indoctrinating kids with her Green New Deal. I knew this was coming. Yeah. 71% the drag queen is more tolerable than AOC doing the green indoctrination. 71.29. I feel you can rinse that out of your kid's cranium easier than the AOC. Um, like, whatever. It's <laughs> just... Congresswoman, sitting congresswoman, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's seriously painful. Uh, also now, this is a fun story. An updated edition of a high school history book. A history textbook promotes an anti-Trump narrative, and it's laced with innuendo that his supporters and white people in general are racists. There have been several examples posted from the textbook on Twitter, and the story was first reported by the American Mirror. Mirror. Uh, In case you didn't think there was an ongoing effort in public schools to indoctrinate kids with an anti-conservative agenda, a friend of mine took pictures and highlighted parts of this AP U.S. history book. The textbook is called By the People. It's by James W. Frazier. It's geared for advanced placement high school students in grades 9 through 12. And a section of the book reads, Trump supporters saw the vote as a victory for the people who, like themselves, had been forgotten in a fast-changing America, a mostly older, often rural or suburban and overwhelmingly white group. Clinton supporters feared that the election had been determined by people who were afraid of a rapidly developing ethnic diversity of the country. Discomfort with their candidate's gender and nostalgia for an earlier time in the nation's history. They also worried about the mental instability of the president-elect and the anger that he and his supporters brought to the nation. Oh, that's yeah, not slanted at all. No. That's not biased. No. That's just right down the middle fact right there. <laughs> Whatever people's opinions, Donald Trump was inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States. The inner circle of his advisors seemed to represent a mix of some deeply ideological conservatives. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, show me the deeply conservative advisor with Donald Trump. Show me that person. I'd love to know who that is. So deeply ideological conservatives, traditional politicians, and his family. And their orchestra. Although that's not mentioned in the text. <laughs> I felt like you were kind yeah, of kind tucking of that, that in there just yeah, for effect a little mm-hmm. bit. His cabinet nominees were mostly highly successful business leaders who had made their fortunes and were now joining the team of another unusually successful businessman. They were largely white males, more so than any presidential cabinet since Ronald Reagan. By the People also brings up former President Barack Obama's tenure, stating those who had long thought of the nation as white and Christian as a white and Christian country sometimes found it difficult to adjust. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Further, it promotes an all white people are racist narrative in the section about the uh, activist group Black Lives Matter. The nearly all-white police force was seen as an occupying army in the mostly African-American town, the book states. 
Police increased the tensions, defacing memorials set up for Brown and using rubber bullets on demonstrators. Bastards. The history textbook is just one example of how the liberal agenda is promoted in school. Uh, In another recent example, members of the LGBTQIA2 plus community are pushing for legislation in Illinois that would require public schools to teach LGBTQIA2 plus history. Infinity. Good. Okay, well, it's not a problem. Yeah, and it's That's good that great. they're going after the uh, the That's smart great. kids, right? You know, the, the kids yes. that, that might do something to salvage the society as we go forward. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna swoop in and get them too. So, <laughs> yep. Nice try. Homeschool. Mm, that's what I was just about to say. Homeschool. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Or you know, there's some online alternatives, and we'll tell you about them. In fact, did we have one of those coming up? I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, well. Of course not. Not on the day when little, we have this education little story. free plug. Freedomforschool.com. <laughs> there you go. little free plug there. <laughs> I mean, check it out. At least look into something else because your kids are being, the chances are really good that they're being indoctrinated right yep. now. And you just, I, I, I didn't want that for my kids. I, I doubt you do. And the cool thing about freedomforschool.com is that your kids are learning at your house right through the computer so you're yeah. there part of their education mm-hmm. even though you don't have to take the time to do it exactly so awesome. if you don't feel like you're qualified to teach and certainly we didn't when we started that process either but you quickly learn and and you learn that you are qualified because you're their parent and you care about their education more than anybody else does so you're going to do it better than anybody else mm-hmm. and it it works out that way all right, let me tell you about uh, Home Title Lock. Our friends at Home Title Lock sent us another example of how devastating home title fraud is and why everybody needs Home Title Lock. Let me tell you about Bill and Betty from Portland. Online thieves in the U.S. and abroad found the couple's home's title exposed on a website. They forged the document so it looked like they were the new owners, and they borrowed thousands of dollars against the property. Bill and Betty didn't know anything about this until the late payment notices poured in, but it got worse. A foreign bank foreclosed and had them evicted from their home. They spent a fortune trying to get their home back. Uh, They didn't have home title lock. For pennies a day, you can have home title lock, and it'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. What I advise uh, people to do is to go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your home to see if your title's already been tampered with. And if you register now, you'll get a free title scan and report. Usually costs $100. They'll throw that in for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and protect your home from thieves. HomeTitleLock.com This is Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 I love how uh, MSNBC tracked down Robert Mueller after church yesterday on Easter. So he's leaving the church and uh, one of the MSNBC reporters accosts him immediately. Here's, here's what happened. Sir, could, you ask a, could I ask you a couple of questions? We testify before Congress, sir. No, no comment. Are you sure about that, sir? Sure. If, no if he were anybody but the president, would Mr. Trump be indicted, sir? Now that you, now that you, hey, douche, it's Easter. Beat it! 
Sir, why didn't you make a recommendation to Congress one way or the other, sir? Are you going on vacation at least somewhere? Did the Attorney General accurately characterize your positions on conspiracy and obstruction, sir? I think it's accurate to characterize uh, Director Mueller today as being tight-lipped uh, in response to my <laughs> questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, pretentious chortle. <laughs> oh, 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 man, that's rich. I... Oh, it's despicable. Mm-hmm. These people are just, they're absolutely despicable. To be chasing him down on Easter Sunday as he's coming out of Easter worship service. You know, he's a an Easter worshiper. And um, <laughs> so he just happened to be out uh-huh. at, a, at a worshiping Easter service. And so you think of the, think of the newsroom. All right, we got to get mm-hmm. a comment from Robert Mueller on this stuff, man. This has been going on. They released that thing a few days ago. Hey, go hassle him at church. Yeah, where does he go to church? I think if he's not going to be in public, I'm, you know, we got Easter coming up. Everybody goes to church on Easter. Let's find out where the man goes to church. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. Figure it out. Stake out front there, and let's get him walking to his car. It's despicable. It really is. Patricia Heaton, who's pretty conservative, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted out. Hello, MSNBC. Today is Easter Sunday, the holiest day of the Christian calendar. Some of the faithful were murdered today while they worshipped. But you ambush Robert Mueller outside of his church and chuckle about it afterward. This is loathsome. Shame on you. Yeah, it's, it's beyond loathsome. Um, but it's, it's nice to see an actress. Yeah. Makes sense. There's a few out there. By, by the way, she's not a liberal, so that's not a liberal making sense. Oh, so that's that not has a square. not it's happened not square. yet. No, it's right. not a square. No, we got a story. It'll be obvious. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be obvious, you know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Beto was confronted by an angry voter. <laughs> oh, Beto! He apparently accepted the maximum possible contribution from eight fossil fuel companies. Yes. What? Excellent. <laughs> Uh oh. Watch this clip. This is fun stuff here. Candidate for the presidency. Um, as you may also know, I take no money from any lobbyist for any organization. dollars from a Chevron lobbyist on March 29th. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the microphone. Here you go. So you don't have to shout. Beto, I was really inspired to see that you said you would not take money from fossil fuel executives. But I looked it up, and you did. You took the max contribution Uh-oh. from eight different fossil fuel industry CEOs and executives oh boy. and a lobbyist from Chevron in March 29th. Oh my. And that just makes it hard for us to believe that you're going to keep your promises to address the climate crisis. So we want to know, do you stand with us and the millions of people whose lives are being affected by the climate crisis, those people in Houston? And if you do, will you prove it today by returning that dirty money and signing the no fossil fuel money pledge? (laughs) So you're right. I was just told as we drove in that we accepted on on one of the last days of the FEC filing period a check from a lobbyist. We are returning that check from the lobbyist because we declared that the Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Eight check. I thought there eight was eight. Che- yeah, she said eight separate. So did they? All these separate companies get together and write one check together? Did they pool their money <laughs> and say, "Hey, we? How do we make a really nice contribution to Beto O'Rourke? How do we do it?" Uh, I think Beto also learned a lesson uh, with that <laughs> event. Uh, don't ever hand the microphone to someone in the crowd. Wow. Jeez. That's... 
shut up. Yeah, she had a good point, though. <laughs> she did. I mean, seriously. She did. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's what pretty, he does. Pretty well informed. He does his little throat clear. Uh, I learned on the way over here uh, that uh, on the yeah, last we, day. We, we got to check. On the last day. On the last day. Like, how am I supposed I to know? You know, it's I It's like almost a month ago. How am I supposed to know March 29th? That's like three, four weeks ago. How old were you on March 29th? Come on. Right? You know. <laughs> Beto. <laughs> that's so great. So, uh, uh, yeah, we got this tweet from Judy in Disguise, uh, who, who uh, screen captured an ad that popped up on her Facebook uh, from Beto under the heading America for Everyone. Donate today to enter to, uh, for a chance to win dinner with Beto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because see, up at the top there, huh. you see, it's paid for by America for Everyone pack. It's a pack, right? right. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then below the little ad, all people know no packs. No packs. Wait, join no, the movement all people know Wait, packs but you've but, got a pack and you're doing dinner a pack with the pack just paid for the ad that says that you don't use packs beto <laughs> so great <laughs> maybe somebody will bring that up at his next campaign stop uh, and then he can clear Hope his so. throat and answer that um, question as well yeah i just well, i realized all, that uh, uh, look triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack grand leash coming up He's Pat Gray, he's unleashed, and he's on the blades. Triple Eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are selling a home, buying a home, maybe you're relocating and you have to do both, it's really important to get a realtor that you trust, that you like, and that has a really good track record. Because... Selling or buying a home, it's a complicated process. It's hard to navigate. And you want somebody with a successful track record. You don't want somebody who does it part-time or just dabbles in it. Also, the market value of your home shouldn't be done by an algorithm. It should be done, you know, it takes a lot of years to be able to evaluate your market, the neighborhoods, check out all the comparables, know how to advise people of where to price their home to sell quickly and, and for the most money. These agents at real, realestateagentsitrust.com are experts in your neighborhood. And they're fans of the show. So you got that in common with them. You're not going to be with somebody who says, hey, that uh, AOC is really smart, huh? Hey, what do you think of that Green New Deal? I can't wait till we spend $100 trillion on that. Uh, you don't want that. Um, so you're not going to have that with realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't hire a friend or a relative, somebody who just dabbles and it doesn't work out well there's over a thousand agents in the network of realestateagentsitrust.com we'll introduce you to the best one in your area get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com it's realestateagentsitrust.com beware that gray is unleashed uh some of the tweets that came in after friday's show from uh, Nicole did a thing. <laughs> Zillion and Jillian, we were talking about whether those are real numbers, mm-hmm. uh, sound like the middle names of our favorite yoga tree shamers. Oh. Oh. I yeah. like that. That's yeah. true, chicks. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> that's true. Amy, what's her face? Tweets, uh, circus from hell. I don't see what's so shocking. We've had one running here since 2008. That's true. That's true. <laughs> There was a circus from hell because what was a story on circuses. Because bears were made to bears were jump made, rope and yeah. dance or something. <laughs> yeah. Like 
Okay, but is that North really Korea? from hell? In North Korea, mind you. But the guy didn't say <laughs> one thing about how human beings are treated in North Korea. Right. <sighs> right. Deplorable Sarah Elizabeth. Easiest way to get rid of the border crisis? <clears throat> Let's make the, this country socialist. No one will want to come here then. Yeah, well, careful yep. what you wish for. Yeah, it's, we're working on that, uh-huh. actually. Uh, replying to Tim Ryan, who said last week that nobody cares about late-term abortion. So if nobody cares about slaughtering an innocent baby right before or right after birth, then why did people applaud Cuomo signing a bill legalizing just that? That's right. Huh. They were cheering that yep. the man basically legislated murder in his state. It was despicable. Mm-hmm. From David M. Keller, one. We usually hear from two, three, or four. Yeah. I think this is our first. Or 18. Yeah, first mm-hmm. one from David M. That's Keller. Cool. Maybe one. he's the original mm-hmm. Dave Keller. I guess so. Okay. I worry that old Pete from South Bend will be the new Bill Clinton. Oh. Yeah. He's slick. <clears throat> he is. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. But he is. was called out. I can't wait till we play that later. Uh, from Scotty Sweatman, happy kill your girlfriend and compost her body in a trunk in your closet day. Oh, yeah, that's because uh, Earth Day for short. That's what the guy who, yeah. one of the founders of Earth Day did that, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he killed her, killed his girlfriend, and then composted her. And, and who what, what, wasn't his attorney? Um, Arlen Specter, right? Uh, I don't remember that part of it, but maybe. Yeah, so we're talking maybe. about, uh, uh, let's see, Samuel Einhorn, right? Is that right? Yes, I think so. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, Ira, hmm. I, I'm sorry, Ira Samuel Einhorn, apologize. Uh, Ira Einhorn. And yeah, he was represented by Arlen Specter, your buddy. So Scotty uh, goes on to tweet, I'm going to cut down my tree and decorate it with empty beer cans and other trash right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Ill from Minnesota. Have we heard from Judy? When and if we do, uh, there should be a new bingo square. Judy is back, and this time, she's pissed. Now, Judy is the person who... Miss Literal. Yes, takes everything quite literally. Doesn't quite get... Didn't really get the gist of... Sense of humor, mm -hmm. and the fact that we're being facetious half the time we speak. Right. (laughs) Practically off the grid, M tweets, I'm sure the cashiers in the DFW have never seen a bigger gadfly than Pat. Yeah, yeah. You walk up to the cashier and They've you just ne- they start just gabby, gab, gab. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. <laughs> hey, why don't you ask me about what I've, my items here, what I'm going to do with them, what kind of plans I have for the come weekend, on, how on. my day's going yeah. so far. I want to tell you all that. Yes, please ask me about my weekend please. plans. Ask me, ask me, ask me, please. please. Then ask me if I have one of your dumb cards, yeah. you know, to get the discount that I should get just automatically. <laughs> and since I don't have it, <clears throat> would I like to sign up for one? Of course. No. Am I sure it just takes a minute? No. Yes, I'm I uh I can't wait to have that conversation because Gad- I'm that kind of gadfly. Gadfly Pat. Exactly. <laughs> uh puppy monkey baby, Trump's deeply conservative advisor is wait for it. Huh? Lindsey Graham. <laughs> that's actually funny. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> uh from Kim Lewandowski. Wait a minute. Robert Francis is corrupt and a liar? Who knew? Uh, and Tyler Morgan. I bet a buffalo nickel that Beto doesn't, in fact, return those checks. Me too. And from the pickled squirrel, dinner with Beto? My doctor says I can't ingest, ingest that much soy in one sitting. <clears throat> oh, oh, man. Oh, Beto. He's not doing well, actually, mm. right now. Because Pete Buttigieg... 
is sucking all the oxygen out of his campaign. Mm-hmm. Buttigieg is the new a little darling of the left. And uh, they love him. They love him. It's kind of weird because why? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I, I seriously don't get it. I mean, I, I guess he speaks quietly or in an even keel tone. Uh, but he's saying the same thing as everybody else. Is it because he's got a husband and we just want a gay guy now? Is that what it is? Okay, he's, you know, you want a man with a first man. Okay, if that's what you want, then, you know, if that's what's important to you in a leader of the nation, whatever. But I don't get it with him. He's um, a nightmare, frankly. Yeah. Just like the rest. Just like all the rest of them. Better figure out these cats before it's too late. Like with Obama, it was too late. <clears throat> yes, and uh, yeah, you better do some research. Um, but I don't know the the, the typical <sighs> liberal voter right now. He might be their cup of tea, and because not only is he far left, but uh, he's got that uh, that faux front that might pull in some independents. Yeah, he he very well might, and and the the comparison to Bill Clinton is a pretty good one. You know, Clinton was considered sort of moderate at the time. He's kind of in the middle. He's he's even keel. He's pragmatic. He's not really ideological. Blah, blah, blah. He's young. He's attractive. Whatever. Uh, and so, Buttigieg has some of those things going for him as well. Uh, 888-900-3393. Now, this is unbelievable. But keep in mind, again, as we told you an hour ago, there there's no crisis at the border, so don't worry about that. Okay, there's no crisis. Mm-mm. We've been told that by every single network on television <clears throat> other than Fox News. Everybody says there's no crisis, and they're shocked when somebody says there is. U.S. military commanders say a small group of armed Mexican soldiers briefly detained a pair of U.S. soldiers who are conducting a routine surveillance mission on U.S. soil. Oh, no. On the Texas side of the border. On April 13th, at about 2 in the afternoon, five to six Mexican military personnel questioned two U.S. Army soldiers who were conducting border support operations in an unmarked vehicle near the southwest border in the vicinity of Clint, Texas. I've never heard of Clint, Texas. Mm-mm. During the incident, the Mexican soldiers, who were armed with high-powered assault rifles, ordered the U.S. soldiers, one sergeant and a private, out of the unmarked vehicle, pointed their firearms at them, and briefly detained them. Uh, That's an act of war. Yes, it is. The Army sergeant, who was armed with his service pistol, was even disarmed. And after a brief discussion between the soldiers from the two nations, the Mexican military members departed from the area. U.S. soldiers immediately contacted uh, Border Patrol, who responded quickly. Throughout the incident, U.S. soldiers followed all established procedures and protocols. The Mexican military personnel moved tactically fast, preventing the U.S. soldiers from radioing for backup. To make matters worse, both the uniforms of the Mexican soldiers and their truck were not marked with identifiable seals or symbols. This took place uh, south of the border fence, but north of the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Okay. U.S. soldiers were in U.S. territory the entire time. Exactly. I mean, if you're north of the Rio Grande, there should be no discussion as to what nation you were in. I mean, how do you let them get away with that? There's got to be some kind of repercussion for that. Yeah, I'm not saying we bombed Mexico City, but, you know. I mean, it's on the table. Uh, you've got to. You don't take any options off. I mean, a strongly worded note, maybe, something. Hello? You pull that crap again, and you're going to pull back a bloody stump. That's <laughs> what my dad used to tell oh, me. There's a future bingo square. <laughs> pull back a bloody you're gonna stump. You're going to pull back a bloody stump. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to tell Mexico. Yeah. You pull that crap again, you're going to pull back a bloody stump. There's, like no ex- there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. If the shoe was on the other foot, if American soldiers had detained Mexicans mm-hmm. on their side of the border, oh, it'd look be at an, the imperialist. Oh my gosh, it'd be such an international incident. Yeah. And, oh, we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. And you just did it again. American imperialism. Shut up. I mean, I'm pissed enough that they crossed the border. Yeah, that really. Then me off. they detained our soldiers. It's unbelievable. Oh, okay. That's really. It's inexcusable. Know your place, Mexico. Uh, meanwhile, Rashida Tlaib is calling for hunger strikes to shut down ICE. Is she? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to stay hungry, uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that going to do? I know. I never got that. I never What's understood that, supposed that, to that do? form of protest. Where it's okay, like, we're giving you food. If you don't eat it, that's up to you. No, I'm not going to eat until right? you do X. <laughs> okay. Well, right, whatever. Well, I don't care. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Can I offer you some riduzone? I mean, you know, doctors say do about children, they'll eat when they're hungry. Okay. They'll eat when they're hungry. That's strange. Just the hunger strike thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also the setting oneself on fire thing. Oh, I hate like, that. Okay, well. That's dumb. What, what, what am I supposed to do about that? I mean... Can I, can we, if you do that, am I allowed to use a fire extinguisher? No, 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 no. You let me burn. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, then whatever. whatever. I don't know how you determine that you won, but. But I got to stop the fire from spreading to me. <laughs> so, um, oh, boy. very, str- it's a weird world we live in. Um, so Tlaib said this past weekend for, to the uh, Michigan Coalition, you know, this is a great group when it's the Michigan Coalition for oh. Human Rights. Yeah, that's some good uh, alliteration there. Or communists. Oh. Read communists. Mm-hmm. Complained of colleagues who are constantly policing what she says and lack willingness to embrace bold stands such as abolishing ICE. She called on her activist audience to join her in a hunger strike at the border. Okay, good. Um, you know... <laughs> I kind of like this. I I was going to go huh? into a down a, a road that I probably shouldn't travel. So well, you know what? Let me help you a little <laughs> bit. Um, if Tlaib is on the border, yeah, and she's doing a hunger strike, she's there. not legislating in D.C. She can't yeah. cast a vote. I think that's great. You like that angle? Is that better? Whatever. Is that yeah, better? It's angle a fine angle. Where you were going? So it's it's a safer angle than I was going to take. <laughs> okay. She said it's going to take uh, movements outside the halls of Congress. Movements. I want you all to shut them down. We can shut them down. Don't wait for this Congress to act. Shut them down. I love these radicals in office. Isn't it great? Mm-hmm. This is where the Democrat Party is. Most of them. I know what they're going to say. They'll, they'll go, what do you mean, Rashida? Well, I'll tell you. There are some people that are using hunger strikes, all these other things, going to the border, and I plan to. Okay. Bye. Good luck. Drive safely. Uh, You know, 
It's a good weight loss program, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so but eat yeah. less and exercise at the border. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. But you're right. Most of these <clears throat> liberals are, um, you know, completely lost their minds. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited that that we're going to talk about the border in in a Democrat that's actually making sense um, at some point today, right? Supposedly we are. Yes, that's good. It's good. You yes. Know what? I mean, as a matter of fact, in just a minute, cool. couple, well, couple of minutes. You represent now. a border state. You have mm-hmm. a new reality, a different a different understanding of what's going on down there. Than, Absolutely. Than the rest of the like interior. Rashida Tlaib. What are you talking? Shut up. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on at the border. You're not in a border. Well, she's in a border state, a northern border state. Where the same thing isn't happening. Yeah, no one on the committee, by the way, that takes care of the border, supposedly, um, uh, is is from a border state, which says plenty Jeez, about our Congress. That's and how unbelievable. It mm-hmm. All right, um, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. You know, restricting free speech restricts truth. The far left has crossed that line so many times. They're silencing conservatives now across America. There's these shadow bans on Twitter and Facebook. There's blocked ads on YouTube. I mean, look at the movie Unplanned. They wouldn't even take advertising for them. There's restricted searches on Google, and they're removing conservative apps from the Apple Store, like Greg Wrightstone's uh, Inconvenient Facts app. These are an attack on our First Amendment rights. It's time we wake up and fight back with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional rights. And you get the same reliable coverage you already have from other carriers that take your money at the end of the month and donate to liberal causes. Things like Planned Parenthood. Well, with Patriot Mobile, they donate to PTSD, to PragerU, to Alliance Defending Freedom. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait any longer? Call 1-800-APATRIOT. 1-800-APATRIOT. Use the offer code BLAZE or visit patriotmobile.com slash blaze to have your activation fee waived. Let's not be silent. Join me and thousands of other Americans. Switch to Patriot Mobile today and let freedom ring. It's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-933-93 and Dad Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from Church is My Spirit Animal, <laughs> Beto needs the we're out of time guy to talk over his town halls like he did his guitar intro. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Oh, man. Uh, from Jess Foster Jacks. After horrific bombings of Easter worshipers at churches and hotels, we must act swiftly. To change the laws to ban all killing, all terrorists, and all bombs from the public sector. Why haven't we thought of that yet? We should have banned bombs. Why haven't we done that? Just mur- we should make murder illegal, except for babies. Or um, or we could just ban Easter worshipers. Ban them. There you go. Wait, that's, that's getting close. That's what you do. That. Uh, from Amy, what's her face? Rashida Tlaib, hunger appropriator. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cousin Schleppi, land of the fleek. Pete Buttigieg is the darling of the left because he's like the moderately hot chick next to the less attractive chicks. They just make him look hotter. Uh-huh. Eh, I don't know how uh-huh. hot he looks. Well, it's hard It's hard for you to put yourself in the mindset of a liberal. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's been attacking Mike Pence for weeks now. Yeah. Uh, just randomly attacking Mike Pence. 
because Mike Pence is somehow hateful, anti-gay. I, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know where he comes up with that. He's a demon. All of the above. Apparently. Mike Pence? Yeah, apparently, apparently yeah. if you're a Republican vice president, you are just evil incarnate now. Well, the U.S. ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, mm-hmm. um, took exception to Pete Buttigieg. Uh-huh. Now, he, the, the, the ambassador to Germany is himself gay, Okay. appointed by uh, this president uh, to be the ambassador to Germany. Um, because this president is so hateful to gays and he has nothing to do with them except appoints them to important positions uh, in his administration. Um, but it's interesting because he stepped up for Mike Pence. And listen to what, now keep in mind, he, the ambassador is gay, like Pete Buttigieg. And here's what he had to say about Pence. This is somebody who was against Don't Ask, Don't Tell because he felt it was too pro-gay. He wanted to make sure that even closeted members mm. couldn't serve. So he went on to say that this is why he has this open dispute going on right now with the vice president. What do you say to that, Rick? Look, Mayor Pete has been pushing this hate hoax along the lines of Jesse Smollett Mm -hmm. for a a very long time now, uh, several weeks. And I, I find it really ironic that Mayor Pete stayed silent about this so-called, uh, you know, hate hoax on him and others during, you know, 2015, 2016, 2017, when Mike Pence was governor, uh, there was total silence. It, it's ironic that right about now, when he's right. starting his fundraising apparatus to run for president, that he comes up with this with this idea and this attack. One of the things that really uh, bothers me about this attack is that Mike Pence is a friend of mine. Mike and Karen are are great people. They're godly people. They're followers of Christ. They don't have hate uh, uh, in their heart for anyone. They know my partner. Uh, They have accepted us. Now, you ask me, uh, do we agree philosophically on every single issue? No, I don't agree philosophically with my hero Dietrich Bonhoeffer on everything. I don't agree with my partner on everything. But the gay community used to be the community pushing tolerance and diversity. We were the ones that were saying everyone should be able to accept and love each other. Now, suddenly, there's a whole community of people that are demanding that we all think alike. I think it's outrageous. And let me just say one more thing, is that when uh, Mayor Pete came out, uh, the vice president complimented him and said he holds him in high regard. I know. Uh, the, the, the vice president or the then governor has said nothing but positive things about Mayor Pete. I think this is a total hate hoax, and I think Love it's it. outrageous. It is. That tells you everything right there. So great. Very good. Mm-hmm. Wow, he shut him down. And I love the uh, <clears throat> nickname Mayor Pete. Mm-hmm. He just keeps calling him mm-hmm. Mayor Pete. That might be end up being his nickname from Trump. Well, it it is interesting, too, because uh, he was the mayor of South Bend all during the time when Pence was governor of Indiana. Mm-hmm. So you might recognize South Bend as being in Indiana. And so uh, he was the governor of that state during that time. He could have been bashing him that whole time. He never did. Why? Because they got along fine. And there was no animosity between mayor pete and mike pence mike pence didn't do anything hateful to uh pete buddha judge that's really pathetic and really nicely put from uh, the u.s ambassador 
to Germany, Richard Grinnell. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's amazing. Also, uh, from Pat Gray's Scurvy Prevention Society. The oh, it was an important PG public announcement. SBS. Yes, a tweet we need to talk about. Yeah, they've conducted a survey, apparently, the Pat Gray Scurvy Prevention Society. Four out of five experts recommended Field of Greens as a healthy part of your daily dietary routine. The fifth expert was quoted as saying, uh, I don't know, milk! <laughs> so the fifth, uh, fifth expert was apparently uh, Jeffy. <laughs> Jeffy. So that's why he didn't know any better. I don't want to know the things Jeffy's an expert on. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, that's important but yeah, news. That's, mm-hmm. From the Anti-Scurvy Society, um, uh, I, I got to tell you, it's great stuff. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. <laughs> if you don't get uh, fruits and vegetables in your diet, Fruits are really not as big a problem as vegetables. I really hate vegetables and don't eat them. And so uh, if if you are like that as well, this is a way to get that nutrition into your diet and be healthier. Every scoop of Field of Greens is a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Antioxidant power. It'll boost your immune system. It's pre and probiotic. It's real food. And if it wasn't for Field of Greens... Yeah, you know, yes, I'd have scurvy. I'd have scurvy. Even even though the society to prevent it is, well, trying to prevent it. Trying to. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% <laughs> off your first order with the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. And Welcome. 888-900-3393. And in Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Brian Stelter took exception with uh, something President Trump tweeted out over the weekend. And uh, he was really concerned about it. Um, President made a mistake. Said 138 million people were killed or something in uh, Sri Lanka, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it actually stood like that for 20 minutes. I, I mean, how can he even be president now? And we got to remove him. Has he resigned? Not yet. For that Not egregious yet. error? I understand he hasn't. <laughs> but here's Brian Stelter, who probably thinks he should. The president woke up this morning, learned about the bombings, and tweeted that at least 138 million people have been killed. Uh-huh. He left the tweet up for more than 20 minutes. It was oh a really gosh. embarrassing error. That's I guess really nobody around him caught it or fixed it. Well, again, for more than 20 mm. minutes. Oh, no. You might just no. say, it's a typo. What's the big deal? It's just a right. typo. Right. I might say that. But accuracy matters. Uh, does it? It matters when you're sending mm-hmm. condolences to a grieving nation. It matters for a government, just like it matters for a newsroom. Does it? If someone can't get the mm-hmm. little stuff right... Okay. It makes you wonder about the big stuff. It makes you huh. worry about the big stuff. It, and in this case, it makes you wonder about the president's sources of information. It's a fairly new thing, tweet though, said that right? more than 600 I mean, people were injured. Mm-hmm. At the time, no major news outlet was reporting the number 600. In fact, I don't think anybody's reporting that number now. What <laughs> was his source? What was his source? Wow. What? There's a lot like, there. Like, the president couldn't possibly have a source unknown to brian stelter right <laughs> i mean who is the guy is it the guy the president <laughs> i mean what a source he doesn't have any sources i mean nobody's telling him anything special mm-hmm. that we're not all privy to 
<laughs> Which, by the way, if you do the math and idiotic, that's just idiotic. It actually turned out to be very similar to that. It's probably more than 600 if you include the injured. It's like 290 dead. 290 and then and we have 500 injured. 500 and something injured. So Stetler's like, wait, it's only 138 and 600, Mr. President. What are you talking about? And a lot of folks on Twitter were pointing out that Stetler was like, wait, you're calling it little stuff? You're calling the people that are dead? The Easter worshipers, if you will? Um, that's little stuff? Which obviously we're playing tit for tat at that point. But yes, because he's talking about he's talking about the little stuff mm-hmm. of making the mistake of, you know, it's it's the it's the typo yes. is what he's talking about. Um, but what bothers me is, mm-hmm. since when do they care about the little stuff? When do they care about typos and mistakes like that that are so important? If you can't get the little stuff right, how do you get the big stuff? He's so dramatic with his pause. Huh. That's interesting. This week, there was a tragedy in Kansas. In Kansas. Okay. Barack 10, Obama. 10,000 people died. 10. An entire town destroyed. You remember that? When that happened? Back in 2010, I think it was. Wow. When uh, it was what? This now? week there was a tragedy, tragedy in Kansas. In Kansas, mm-hmm. ten thousand people died. Ten thousand. An entire town destroyed. So that would be the largest disaster in American history. Ten thousand people died. If you can't get the little stuff right, <laughs> it was ten people. Okay, which is too many, but it's not ten thousand. That's close. Brian Stelter didn't care about that. He didn't care about that little stuff that he couldn't get right, so what about the big stuff? He didn't wonder about that with Obama. Or when he said... And in the first month alone, mm-hmm. we've seen more than 100 million Americans already in, successfully enroll in the new insurance plans. Over 100 million people in the first month alone. Well, we're done here. I mean, that, you talk <laughs> about a plan well that covered lots of right? people. You're done. I, you know, first I stand month. corrected on that. that. That turned out to be worth it. Uh, Good job, Brock. Wildly successful. You, you, you got that right, man. Wildly. I mean, did they care about this? Uh, I've now been uh, 57 states. Seven states. Uh, I think one left to go. One left to uh, go. One left to go. Uh, Alaska and Hawaii, I was not allowed to go to. Yeah, okay. but that would be two so anyway, there. So you screwed right. it twice in that sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, he, they didn't care about Nancy Pelosi's nonsense. Hey, Mark, we do not have an economic recovery mm. package. 500 million Americans lose their jobs okay that's a little stuff 500 million americans lose their jobs every month yeah but at least a fifth of those 100 million uh-huh. are now covered by obamacare yeah, that's right so you're okay so <laughs> it all comes out in the wash no problem uh, remember brian stelter's impassioned uh rants about barack obama and nancy pelosi no no <laughs> no you don't because they didn't happen that's that's why you don't remember it because it didn't happen he is so disingenuous. He's so smarmy and oh, I can't. petty. And He's one of my least favorite uh, anchors in the world. In the world. Like a lot of these people that are, you know, these talking heads on TV, these news anchors, you think, you know what? I bet off air, they're fun to grab a beer with. I bet no, they're normal people. No, guy's a douche. This guy. Through and through. He's douche through and through. There's nothing redeeming about Brian Stetler. And we've said this before. I mean, he remember when he came here pretending to be... Oh, I, I'm gonna be. We're gonna. I'm gonna be diplomatic, and mm-hmm. I'm. We're gonna get along, and uh, I like what you're doing with the uh, let's get along thing. Yep. And maybe we can find some common ground. And he came here. I don't know. He was here for two days or something, and he just he he didn't mean any of it. Yeah, just like of, Samantha B didn't yep, mean any. I was any just about of it. to say a lot of people took advantage of Glenn's <clears throat> genuine yep. concern for the country yep. and want. Glenn to was get genuinely along. Mm-hmm. looking for people 
with whom he could find common ground. And a lot of these people saw as an attempt to just, let's get a free tour of Mercury in the blaze. And let's bash Glenn Beck. Because he's not going to hit us back, apparently. That's yep. since uh, mm. since he's on this new thing. Yeah, it's pathetic, I mean, and it's disingenuous. Well, they're liars. Dirty. They're liars and scumbags. Uh, yep. And Brian Stelter is maybe the leader of that parade. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. But uh, you know that's maybe not the spirit that Glenn was trying to capture. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Glenn. That. Yeah, I got news yeah, for you. You're whatever. not alone, Pat. I don't have that spirit either. <laughs> uh, all right. Mm. Now, we were looking for somebody yes. who is normally and all, well, is always progressive, liberal, but could actually find some common sense, maybe. Yeah, this is kind of surprising. It's really surprising to me. Arizona Democratic Senator Kristen Cinema. On Wednesday, last Wednesday, called for the Department of Homeland Security to send reinforcements to her state after a group of her fellow Democrats requested funding reductions to the agency in the midst of the U.S. border security crisis. Cinema declared on Twitter, Arizonans bear the brunt of Washington's failure to address our broken immigration system. Yeah, uh, Kristen, so do, uh, so do Texans and Californians, New Mexicans. We must secure the border with a comprehensive, smart, bipartisan approach. We're calling on DHS to send additional resources and staff to Arizona ports. Wow. I can't believe it. (laughs) Right? What? The freshman (laughs) senator's language is starkly different from that of a group of her colleagues, including in the upper chamber, um, who every Democrat presidential candidate who sent a letter to the Senate Appropriations Committee on Monday asking for funding cuts to the already overwhelming overwhelmed agency. They're calling for spending cuts. Yeah, and meanwhile, you got uh, Rashida Tlaib calling for uh, a hunger strike against ICE. Right. I, come on. The Democrats' letter began, as your committee considers fiscal year 2020 Department of Homeland Security appropriations, We ask that you reduce funding for the administration's reckless immigration enforcement and detention operations that are tearing families apart and harming the American economy. Mm -hmm. We also ask that you include language limiting the DHS secretary's ability to transfer funds for the purpose of detaining immigrants. Furthermore, we urge you to reject President Trump's fiscal year 20 request for a significant increase in immigration customs enforcement personnel and detention beds as well as his request to fund construction of his costly and ineffective border wall. So that's the group of Democrats that, that want to reduce funding for DHS. Right. <clears throat> right. Including the pres- every presidential candidate. Wow. Every one of them. Okay. Uh, let's see. With the exception of Dianne Feinstein, Kamala Harris, none of the 19 signatories of the letter are from border states. None of them except for Feinstein and Harris. And they don't count because it's California. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. On the contrary, a majority represent northern and northeastern states buffered from, you know, the influx and the crisis. Mm -hmm. And they have no idea what's going on with the border. They don't care. They don't care at all. Wow. It's... This is why it's so important. I'll say it again. It is so important for a Democrat to never be elected president again in this country. Never again. Yeah, and keep in mind, just today, Jeez. just today, we've talked about 
Somali gang arrested in Omaha. Mm-hmm. We've talked about two MS-13 guys who have been in the country were caught trying to get back into the country after being mm-hmm. deported. We've talked about Mexican soldiers crossing into this country disarming and disarming Americans. American soldiers on U.S. sovereign soil, but there's right. no crisis. It's crazy. Oh, and they want to... They want less funding for the border. I know. Torfang. What kind of freak would want less funding for that? Keith? I'm not getting a, I'm not going to try to get doesn't along. doesn't make sense at all. Sorry, I don't have that spirit, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Um, you know, we get these testimonials from our friends at Home Title Lock. Um, they're usually horror stories like this. Heard you warn listeners about home title theft but i didn't think we'd be victims until we got a bank notice claiming we defaulted on home loans we never took out some thief found our title online and forged our signature stating he was the owner then borrowed against our home and stuck us with the payments our identity theft protection didn't stop it the bank said it's our problem and the insurance didn't cover it so we've spent thousands trying to get our home back title theft is a huge problem that's why i protect my home with home title lock because you just you never know with all these data breaches i mean all of our all of our information is available to thieves all of it everybody's i mean there's been 2 billion people who have been compromised yeah i mean your information's two out there billion. it's just a matter of if it's locked down tightly or not right so just for pennies a day home title lock will put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage give you some peace of mind and protect your home from thieves if you register your home now, you'll still get a free title scan and report. $100 value, they'll throw that in for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and get this taken care of. Get some peace of mind and some protection. HomeTitleLock.com This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah, it is. It's true. He's right about that. Okay. Uh, interest in the 2020 election is already at election day levels. Oh, goody. I have the impression we've peaked a little early on this. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're playing your best football the first game of the season and then you kind of taper off toward the end of the year. Or it's maybe just a hypothetical. Let's just say you get uh-huh. out to a big mm, rough estimate, 25 point lead. You're three quarters of the way through the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of fall apart. Hypothetical. I mean, I'm that's stupid. About. That could never happen. Never happened. That's stupid. Love you, Falcons. Uh, so more than three quarters of voters are already interested, including over half, 52%, extremely interested. The enthusiasm is on both sides, apparently. 57% of voters who supported Hillary are extremely interested. 57% of Donald Trump voters and two-thirds of self-identified, very conservative people, uh, 67%. And very liberal, 65% are super interested in this thing. It hurts that the liberals are interested. <laughs> I don't want them to be. Yes. Go back Stop. to sleep, liberals. Stop caring. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> your, your day to vote is the Wednesday after everybody else. Because of the interest in the election. <laughs> I love that. We can't, we can't handle the, uh, the crush of voters on just Tuesday. So... Democrats have been asked to vote on Wednesday. (laughs) 
every year the email That's election up. fraud. You're co- that's voter suppression. Ah, not yeah, if, shut up. Not if my spam filter didn't catch it. <laughs> shut up. It's so stupid. If you're that dumb to fall for that, you don't deserve to vote anyway. Oh, you shouldn't be voting. Well, you should not be voting if you're that stupid. I contend if you're still a registered Democrat, you are too dumb to vote. Yes. What? Well, that's a good point, too. That's a good point. Oh, by the way, something really exciting. Oh. We have a new candidate who's going to run for president in the Democrat Party. Yes! Finally! We've been waiting since like a minute and a half ago. Friday-ish. <laughs> for one of these announcements. Seth Moulton. Come on down! Yeah! <laughs> no, it's... It's, it's not supposed to be funny. It's, no, it's Seth Moulton. The Seth the, Moulton. So what? Okay, it's not a Seth Moulton. No, it's like the right. That's what I think they thought. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, that's funny because not the real Seth. No, it's the <laughs> real <laughs> Seth Moulton is running for president now. Who? Yeah, Seth Moulton. Which one? Seth then Moulton. What, what does he do? Of the Moultons, you know, and of the Massachusetts Moultons. Oh, the Massachusetts Moultons. <laughs> now, why didn't you say that? He's of the Massachusetts Moulton family. I didn't know which family. Moulton we were going with here. Yeah, I know, because there's so many big-time Moultons that you <laughs> this think... This one's the best, though. Well, it's Seth of the Massachusetts Moultons. Seth so. 2020. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I doubt his campaign's going to have the, the catchy word math attached to it. He's going to be focused on uh, national security. Is, is he? Yeah. Okay, is he? Yeah. Well, he look, is. there's a niche market for that on the left, apparently. That's for so. sure. That's for sure. Go for it, man. He's a 40, and like I have to tell anybody about him because <laughs> everybody knows. I mean, but, you know, I don't mean to insult your intelligence. Yeah, just tell us just in case. But Might a 40-year-old Marine combat veteran, as you know, who earned a bronze star in Iraq, uh, Moulton's stature has been rising since he won a seat in Congress in 2014 by defeating... Mm a longtime Democratic incumbent in a primary. He might be best known for his uh, opposition to Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. He's not a fan. Mm-hmm. His call for new leadership uh, cost him some support um, back in his hometown of Boston, which includes Salem, and the famous fishing town of Gloucester, Mass. So, yeah, he's of the Gloucester, Mass, the Gloucester Molten Mass. Molten family. family. You know, this is, again... <laughs> Seth Moulton of the Massachusetts Moultons. So hold on a second. Let me just throw this out here real <laughs> this quick. This is unbelievable. Yeah, we're, I mean, there, Come on. there are no Democrats left that haven't put their hat in the ring. Come on. Seriously, we need to... Nancy Pelosi is the one who hasn't run yet. She's not in it yet. Okay. Uh, we're going to name those who are not in the race. So I've got an honest question. Mm-hmm. AOC... You mm-hmm. know that if she was constitutionally eligible to run, she would be oh, running. Oh, absolutely. She's like, I've, I've got whole two months in office as mm-hmm. Congress person. Well, and she believes she's the smartest person out there. Right. How do with you, the boldest ideas. How do you think she would be polling right now with this field? It's <sighs> a good question. She'd probably be in the lead. She'd probably be at 83%. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> That's I've completely lost faith in Democrats. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they look at this group of people how they look at these socialists and think yeah no i'm excited i'm excited about bernie sanders i'm excited about aoc i'm excited uh about pete Buttigieg. Uh, come on these are terrible candidates some of the worst ever assembled in the history of this nation 
Uh, can we can we start calling Pete Buttigieg uh, what Richard Grinnell calls him, just Mayor Pete? Then we don't have to worry yeah. about pronouncing his last name. Uh, but uh, yeah, AOC. I would wonder. I wonder how she would be doing right now. That's uh, something that uh, that's curious. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there's a, a video of uh, a, an AOC impersonator, <laughs> oh, yes. and it's really kind of hard to tell the difference uh, between the two. I think her name is uh, uh, Ava, Ava. Ava Martinez. Martinez. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's eight. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Watch this. Like, I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC, and, like, I want to talk about, like, climate change because, like, there's no doubt cow farts are making the climate change. Like, in July, the climate was 96 degrees, and in February, the climate was 36 degrees. (laughs) OMG, like, that's a huge change in the climate in only four months. Like, at this rate, the world is going to end in exactly 12 years. And, like, I'm only 29 years old now, so the world will be over when I'm only 37 years old. (laughs) Like, I also want to talk about socialism because socialism is so amazing. Like, socialism is actually short for social media. Did you know that? Like, I use social media, so I'm a socialist. And, like, three of the most successful countries in the world are socialists, too. Venezuela, Facebook, and Twitter are all very successful socialist countries. I have a lot of friends who moved to America from Facebook. <laughs> That's really funny. He's good, man. That was good stuff. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, <laughs> I, I I would much rather have my uh, congressperson be that girl than AOC. Oh, are you kidding me? A million me? times out of a million. Oh yeah, that Absolutely. girl's awesome. Ava Martinez, nice job out there. <laughs> Here's three successful socialist mm-hmm. countries. Yep, Venezuela, Venezuela, Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, Google. T- Google. Yep. Okay. So there you go. All right. And I there, like it. A lot of her friends, actually, she was telling us. Uh, Move to America from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, yes. that's li- I like that. Good All right. stuff. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Mitt Romney is um, winning friends and in- influencing people again. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted out: If Mitt Romney spent the same energy fighting Barack Obama as he does fighting Donald Trump, he could have won the race. Maybe. <laughs> there might be some truth to that. Yeah, yeah there might be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Romney, uh, not a fan of the president, especially after the Mueller report came out. And he's yeah. let him know about it. And, of course, you can't, you're not going to push Trump and him not push back. Oh. You've got to know this. Right. So just right. be prepared, man. And so, That's yeah, right. So, so, so Trump, uh, over the weekend, sent out a little video uh, having fun with uh, Mitt. And here it is. I just can't believe you're going to lose. Barack Obama will be re-elected president of the United States. Plan B, plan C, plan D, now gone. And so you start looking at the Romney math and you're saying, well then, what's plan E? Tears in a gloomy atmosphere as supporters left the convention center in Boston following Romney's concession speech. That was a race, I have to say, folks, that should have been won. I wouldn't call anything encouraging for Hillary Clinton at the moment, to be honest with you, my friend. Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump to concede the race. President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. (laughs) A little reminder, you didn't win, Mitt, but I did. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
Uh, you're not going to win that war. Uh-uh. You know? Why fight it, man? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so many other things Romney could be taken on. There's so many other things that need to be done. Uh, why don't you do them? Honestly, if you're not going to run and primary President Trump, Mitt, that's really not a battle worth fighting in your own party. Let the, let the Democrats destroy themselves. We don't need the Republicans doing that now as Do you well. see somebody? There is a Republican that is going to primary uh, Donald not. Trump. Who's that? Bill Weld. Oh, yes, I Bill did see that. stinking Weld. He was the vice presidential candidate for, what, the uh, the Libertarian Party? Uh, yeah, and he's supposedly a Republican. Mm-hmm. He's been the governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. And so he's pretty... You know, I don't even know why he calls himself a Republican. No. But uh, what a waste of time mm-hmm. for Bill Weld to take on Donald Trump in a primary. It's pathetic. Hopefully, he'll drop out before it, it happens. Hopefully, you know, the Republican Party will will let him know, look, you're done if you do this. Okay, we can't be wasting time on you. We have the most important election in the history of the world to worry about here. We can't worry about you, too. I think, yeah. I think. So you are complete toast if you do this. I think Weld's probably angle is going to be, why won't you debate me? Why won't you debate me? Ugh. And that's how he's going to hope to get traction. It'll be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Be a nightmare. And you don't want, you know, you don't want to have to divide your resources like that when you're when you're taking on who knows who, um, Mayor Pete. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete might be the guy. He might be the guy. You think so? Like, if you had had to gun to your head right now, today, pick who the um, nominee is going to be for the Democrats, who do you think it's going to be? Well, if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably I mean, you have other things to worry about, obviously, but if if one of the things was, I'd probably just say shoot me, because it's... (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's just not going well. So just go ahead and shoot. Pull the trigger. I mean... Whatever, you know. You don't have a guess? I would say Biden. If the if there's a gun to my head, Biden. Hmm. What about the ones that have declared so far? I'm changing the Bernie. rules here. See, I'm going Bernie, to Bernie both ways right mm-hmm. now. But, but, but a judge is out there too. We'll, we'll have to see. Mayor Pete. All right, we will uh, see you again tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed.